Coming up, Michigan's got Villanova in the Sweet 16 tonight. We've got Isaiah Holon to break down the matchup here on Locked On Big Ten. And also, Maryland's got a new basketball coach. We'll go over who is Kevin Willard exactly. Take a look at the resume here on Locked On Big Ten. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson. Coming up on the show, Isaiah Hole is on in just a minute to break down Michigan and Villanova. What do the Wolverines have to do to beat a really, really good Wildcat team? Move on to the Elite Eight while they'll face off against Arizona or Houston if they get there. But of course, again, a big test coming up tonight. We'll get to it with Isaiah here in just a minute. Coming up on the show right now, of course, we'll update you on everything that you may have missed over the day in Big Ten news, starting with the departure of Ron Harper Jr. from Rutgers. One of the best players in Scarlet Knights history, Harper Jr., after three seasons, is out of Rutgers and declaring for the NBA draft. Projected to be a second-round pick right now, he, he says that he's hoping to, one, get in a lot better NBA shape and then hopefully be able to use some quickness that he thinks a lot of people don't know about to be able to excel at that next level. Uh, moving on, there is more coming out of really the Big Ten not being able to win this NCAA tournament. It's This isn't news, but just a stat that was circulating yesterday of teams with the most tournament wins without having won this thing. It's right now at the top, the Purdue Boilermakers, who will play tomorrow. They have 44 NCAA tournament victories without winning the whole thing. So that leads everybody in all of D1. In other news, it's Mike Woodson's birthday of IU. Happy birthday to the head coach over of Indiana basketball. And we had a big day yesterday for Ohio State football. Pro days, Garrett Wilson, Chris Alave, of course, the two big, big names taking part in drills and creating some highlights that you may have seen over on social media throughout the day yesterday. But of course, they both looked really, really impressive in their pro days as they are supposed to when they're controlling all the variables there. But again, Good days for them, good days all around the Big Ten, and hopefully a good day here today as Michigan is facing off against Villanova here tonight. One of the two Big Ten teams to make it to the second weekend will try to move on to the next step here this evening. We're going to talk to Isaiah Hole about how the Wolverines do it and beat a really good Villanova team here in just a moment. Well, it's only the second weekend of the Big Ten Tournament, but your bracket may already be busted. Mine is, for sure. You and everybody else. Don't worry, though. You believe in second chances, and so do the people at Run Your Pool. You can round up your friends who picked Baylor, Kentucky, or any other of the high seeds who didn't win and can start a Sweet 16 pool at runyourpool.com. Along with Sweet 16 brackets, Run Your Pool offers squares pools, yes, like the Super Bowl, to keep things interesting every weekend of the tournament. Brackets bust, but the fun doesn't have to stop. They have options to edit scoring. They offer more intel to make your picks and stuff you wouldn't be able to find in those big media bracket sites. If you're looking to expand your horizons, play March Madness in a different kind of way, Run Your Pool has games for just about every sport, not just basketball, NBA, PGA, MLB, even the Oscars coming up this weekend too. Once the madness ends, you can try something new 
too. Clearly, we believe in Run Your Pool because we've run our Survivor and Bracket contests over there this year ourselves. Hopefully, you signed up with us. And you can start your second chance Sweet 16 pool and more at runyourpool.com slash locked on. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is giving you new ways to play March Madness. First weekend's done. Your bracket may very well already be busted. Many people's are. If that's the case, you're not done playing over at Stat Hero. It's fantasy, the new way they have single game pickums where you can put together daily fantasy lineups with your favorite college players. And then Stat Hero lets you choose which lineup you're playing against. So instead of other daily fantasy sites where you're playing up against thousands of other people, Stat Hero not only says it's you against the book or the lineup we put together, but you'll get to choose which lineup you go against. So you can look at other things and then say, all right, this is one that Stat Heroes put together. I'll put against a team. I'll put together a team to go up against that. And then it's one-on-one, yours against theirs. Whoever wins takes it all. That's what it is. It's really, really simple, a lot easier to understand and get to than really any other daily fantasy out there. And they've got all sorts of different ways to play too. So again, head over to stathero.com right now. Try out what they have to offer. You're listening into Locked On Big Ten, where you can get everything you need to know on the conference every single weekday. I'm going to restart. Actually, I got to turn off my background noise coming in. There we go. That's better. All right. Welcome back into Locked On Big Ten. Everything you need to know about the conference every day of the week, Monday through Friday, alongside Isaiah Holt, the host of Locked On Wolverines. I'm Nate Dickinson. Got a good one for you here coming up tonight between Michigan and Villanova for a spot in the Elite Eight as the Wolverines are one of the two Big Ten teams left here that we can fight for, Isaiah. Let's talk right about this game from the start now. What's the key to beating a Villanova team that, again, a two-seed and obviously one of the best teams in the country, a really solid Wildcat squad that Jay Wright's put together again? Well, it's just playing Michigan basketball uh, in the sense of playing essentially the way it did in the second half against Tennessee. Uh, Villanova presents a lot of problems on both sides of the ball. So uh, I think that uh, there's a couple different things that Michigan needs to do defending without fouling because of how good that uh, Villanova is at the free throw line. I think that's imperative. Uh, but uh, on top of that, it's it's the same as it pretty much has been in any other game because Michigan Michigan can beat any team in the country. I mean, they've shown it with wins over Purdue, Ohio State, uh, San Diego State. Uh, you know, they, they, they've been able to go out there and, and beat. I mean, those aren't necessarily the best teams in the country. Purdue's still in the dance that no one else is out of uh, anyone else that Michigan's played. But uh, it, this is certainly a daunting challenge because you look at, uh, at Villanova, it's one of the best offenses in the country and their defense is ranked like 19th, according to Ken Palm. So it's a matter of not turning the ball over, not giving them extra possessions, still hustling. And then you got to get your shots to fall uh, because, you know, if you're going up against a defense that's this good, uh, if you uh, if, if you aren't hitting shots and you aren't slowing them down, which I expect that they will. Michigan's been very good lately defensively. Uh, it might go through spurts where it's not. And you look at like that Tennessee game, there are moments when they did not, they were incapable of stopping them. And then they stopped them for a good five minute stretch. And that's when Michigan took control. So 
Michigan just needs to go out there and do the same types of things it's been doing, worry about what its game is and less about Villanova. Uh, and obviously that also, that means doing the normal things, getting the ball inside to Hunter Dickinson and him capitalizing, but they need to get production from multiple people. They can't rely on uh, just it being Hunter and Eli Brooks and, you know, maybe one other like Caleb Houston, he needs to be able to hit some shots. You know, we, we've seen we've seen games here recently where he hasn't hit anything or he doesn't show up until the second half. Uh, he needs to be a little bit more consistent than that. They need a little bit from the bench. Uh, Terrence Williams played a big role in the last game. You know, you need him. You need maybe get something from Brandon Johns, Frankie Collins, if because it sounds like Devonte Jones is going to be good to go. Uh, Frankie Collins coming in because, you know, he'll still probably get a good 10 minutes getting more than just two points. I mean, that they need that production. Uh, if, if he gets just two points and you hope he has several assists. So it's, it's all about what Michigan does being patient and taking advantage of what the other team gives and, and, or finding ways to create opportunities for yourself. And then, uh, and then being able to hunker down when you get on the defensive side, because this is going to be one of the better offenses that Michigan's seen all year. Who do you think is your biggest option to be that third guy right now as you look at this game? Because you're right, it was Dickinson and Brooks last time. And they needed to have games that I don't think you can expect them to have time in and time out to be able to win that one. Well, I, it, it's it really I don't think there's necessarily one guy, but I, I always look tend I tend to look at those the two freshmen and say it's got to be Caleb and or Musa. Uh, Musa started out pretty well uh in the last couple games but uh you know they they need that consistency from the freshmen i mean they're starters right i know like we kind of still look at them and 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 say well they're freshmen what are you going to get from them they're they're two freshmen five stars they've been starting for most of the season if in in caleb's case the entire season so you know you, you can't just go away and you also with like a guy like musa again the fouls you know that that's precluded him from a lot of games so you need to be able to get some production from one of those two that that's tended to be the way I look, look at it. And that's how I looked at going into the Tennessee game. You need to get one or both going. And I think it's the same for this Villanova game um, at really honestly down the stretch, no matter who Michigan plays from here on in it, because Michigan survives and advances. That's it's just going to be tougher sledding going forward. And it's going to be that much more imperative for uh, the Wolverines to get as much production out of those guys as possible. Uh, Hunter Dickinson, I guess people have said he started to take on a little bit of a villain role here in this last week or so. I don't know if that's the case. I mean, I, maybe it's just because, you know, I'm someone who's rooting for him here. But I, I, what's the kind of attitude like with this Michigan team as it goes in with the talent that we know, but also with the 11 seed and with a whole lot of people still doubting him? Well, it's it certainly is the uh, chip on your shoulder situation, right? Because uh, Hunter said yesterday, like all these all these other fan bases said that we you know, we didn't belong here. We didn't belong in the tournament. Now they're sitting at home and they're going to be watching us. He's not wrong. Right. And then I'm still seeing some, you know, some things on Twitter of saying this is ridiculous that Michigan's even here because they shouldn't have even been there. Well, I think when you get two wins and you get into the six sweet 16, then you deserve to be there. Right. Like it's regardless, I understand their record was not very good going into the, uh, you know, going into the tournament, but you know, they, they had one of the toughest strength, the schedules in the country, uh, number two overall. So, I mean, that, that has something to do with it, you know, having a 17 win team with the number two strength of schedule, that, that makes a lot more sense than a 22 win team that is near the bottom. You know what I mean? 
So uh, I think they're really they're really embracing the uh, the chip on their shoulder, understanding, hey, this is not, you know, we we want expected to be here before the, the beginning of the season. The season might not have played out the way that we thought it was going to. But, uh, you know, we have a chance to do something and a lot of other teams that thought themselves more fortunate don't. So it's uh, it's certainly one where they, they're playing with a little bit of an edge. We'll see if it carries them through tonight. And I've been surprised to see uh, just like how, how how many like I talked to DraftKings uh, head of sportsbook Johnny Avello on the podcast yesterday, and and he he's like I think this is going to be a close game coming down the last minute two point game type situation. And uh, you know seeing some of my colleagues predicting a Michigan win outright, I'm not that confident necessarily, but. Uh, the fact of the matter is, is, is that's where we're at. We're at that time of year and Michigan's not necessarily going to get run over by anybody unless it, you know, it does like, like it did during a lot of the season and disappear for the second half. seems like they've fixed some of that stuff, but we've seen, we've seen up and down this up and team go up and down for a while. But I think it's a little bit different now that it's like, Hey, you don't get another crack at it. You're this is it. And it seems like they've, they've gone into tournament mode, which is exactly what you were hoping to see from this team. Isaiah Hull here with us. He's the host of Locked On Wolverines on the Locked On Podcast Network. Before we let you go, Isaiah, I guess with Michigan, the biggest question is with that youth now, because it's that time of year, as you mentioned, when the clutch of the clutch comes through and these guys have not had that kind of experience. It's a young team, but a talented team has been the story the entire time. But Early in the season, this team is playing much more like the younger side of the young and talented than what we'd seen before. How much more prepared do you feel like these young stars are for this moment than they were when they were really struggling out of the gates in November, December? Well, I mean, they've had a whole year to get through it, and they've got got to lean on guys who have been there before. I mean, Michigan's been to five straight now uh, Sweet 16s, and guess who's been there for most of them? Eli Brooks. And, you know, you have Hunter Dickinson, who went to the Elite Eight last year. Uh, Brandon Johns has been a part of all, all of these runs. You know, the Terrence Williams was was there last year. You know, they, they've got they've got a lot of guys who do have the experience. So I think that uh, the, those younger guys, and really there's only three that they're they're really counting on in uh, in Musa, Caleb, and uh, Frankie. Th- you know, they can lean on some of those guys. And now they also have experience, not just experience in for the season, but you know, those guys won two NCAA tournament games as well. And I think that uh, at this stage, you can kind of take the youth thing and say, okay, maybe they haven't been there. Maybe this is new for them, but now they know what one and done is like. And uh, I think it maybe could have been a blessing for them in some ways to lose that first game against Indiana in the Big Ten tournament because uh, Juwan Howard's often said that you learn the most lessons by losing. And they went into the one and done, had a 17-point lead and lost it. Uh, I think that that really teaches you a lot of lessons of what you can and can't do in big games like these. Uh, If you win tonight, it'll be either Kansas or Houston. Kansas is elite. Houston's been really, really good right now. Any idea which poison you'd pick? Well, it's Arizona or Houston. Oh, Arizona or Houston. I'm sorry. I messed up. Yeah, that's my bad. Thank you for the correction. It's all right. I mean, they're both pretty daunting. I think I'd pick Arizona, the one seed over Houston. And uh, Mm -hmm. because Houston is – a little bit more terrifying in my eyes. And maybe I'm just Ken Palm reading to some degree. They're yeah. number two nationally in Ken Palm. They're, uh, they're really, really elite at this point. Uh, but uh, really honestly too, like, I think that, you know, yeah, the big 10 hasn't done very well in the, in the tournament, but as, as long as you're not facing an ACC 
uh, opponent or maybe a big 12 opponent. I think that it's, it, it, it could, you know, it, it's not maybe quite as daunting as, you know, playing a Pac-12 or a, uh, in that other case, uh, an American team. But I, w- I would definitely take Arizona uh, over uh, over Houston. Houston just, for whatever reason, has me absolutely fearful. As you said, no matter what, the road doesn't get any easier from here. And, of course, the task at hand is a problem to worry about too. Villanova's really, really good. Uh, Isaiah, hopefully we'll have more games to talk about next time we hear from you. Michigan playing in the Sweet 16, looking to get to the Elite Eight here tonight against the Wildcats. Thanks, Isaiah. Absolutely. My pleasure. All right, awesome. Awesome, man. If you need something to get through the day, Built Bar is the place to go. They've got all the stuff that you could ever want for your protein, whether it be the actual Built Bar, less than 150 calories. We're talking four net grams of sugars and carbs while having 100% chocolate in any flavor you could think of. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. But they've got all sorts of other stuff that you can try out there at the site at Built.com too. You can get the powders that you pour into your drink. You can get the puffs that they have, marshmallows. You just pop right into your mouth and get your protein fix that way. Whether it be getting you through a workout or just getting you through the work day, Built Bar can help you do it in a healthy way that tastes amazing too. So head on over to Built.com right now. If you use the site and buy anything over there, let them know that we sent you by using our promo code LOCKED15. And it's not just for us. You get 15% off your order too. It's LOCKED15 at Built.com. Go ahead and try Built Bar. Find a flavor that catches your eye and you think you might like, and I promise you're going to be coming back for more. It's Built Bar, the place to go for anything you need with your protein to get through the day. Welcome back into Locked On Big Ten. We're, of course, hoping for a Michigan win tonight against Villanova. So we have more to talk about with Isaiah, hopefully next week, as the Wolverines work to the Final Four. But first, from one team that's still in the tournament, of course, to another one that's trying to turn things around, the Maryland Terrapins. They've got themselves their new head coach and Kevin Willard out of Seton Hall. I don't really want to get too deep into this just yet, because, again, it's only a couple of days ago, and I only really have just kind of the facts of the matter. But we'll talk more about this but just a quick little bio on who this guy is because this is just some news that as the tournament goes through it's just kind of coming through and I, I do want to touch on it while we have all sorts of again tournament stuff to get to here this week as well but as we talk Kevin Willard this guy again from Seton Hall had been the coach there for more than a decade so leaves a program that he had obviously become very close to and built pretty much entirely himself. Of course, by the time that he gets to these last few teams, it's all him and the guys he had recruited, his staff, and he'd been well-established at this spot. But he ends up coming back, going to Maryland to coach the Terrapins, and brings himself a successful resume to try and test out here in the Big Ten. Seton Hall's been ranked at some point in five out of the last eight seasons, something maybe you wouldn't have realized if you didn't know it. Uh, would have made the tourney in six out of seven had there been one in 2020, but had made one in five out of six anywho, let's say, including this last year. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, as far as just what he wants to do on the court, there, there's been a few conversations that have come out already just with quotes for him, but it's a pretty much basic stuff. Uh, he had been someone who was a senior heavy team last season and had a deep, deep roster at Seton Hall last year. This team was running about eight, nine deep every time out, had nine players that had gotten at least 18 minutes per game, 10 who have at least double digits. So 
That's something he had quoted. He wants to have a deep roster, so I don't know exactly how much this Maryland team next season will represent the Seton Hall team he had last year. That team was led heavily by seniors. Jalen Roden was the head guy. He was the only player who averaged more than 30 minutes per game. It was pretty much all upperclassmen, except for one or two, I think, contributing at major levels for Seton Hall. So this had been, again, an established team under Willard. And now he tries to build it all back again from scratch here at Maryland. So, again, when he talked to 24-7 Sports, it was a conversation about what he had wanted to do and wants to do at some point, really, with Maryland. Get up and down the floor, full court press, be able to run 8-9 deep again. But, again, I don't know how much this team looks like that team as far as what Maryland brings to the table next season. I'm excited to see all that, and I'm sure we'll start to see pieces of it at times. But it's going to be really, really tough, I think, for him to do what he wants to do right away, which will obviously be an adjustment. Again, Seton Hall made the tournament this year. Uh, they got rocked by TCU in the first round. It was a 27-point loss. I think it was 69-42, the final score, when I looked at it. But again, as far as what he wants to do, he says it's about playing fast, playing that classic Big Ten defense. It's... Honestly, right now, it sounded like a whole lot of what everyone says when they get hired. We want to play what this conference plays. We want to play a fast up and down style that everyone loves to hear about now. It's a whole lot of stuff that you need guys to be able to do, right? Like you say it as much as you want. This is what we want to do, but it's about getting the guys to be able to do it. And you won't be able to do it right away. So Kevin Willard has a great track record. Again, Tournament appearances left and right. He brought Seton Hall back from when he took over it. What was, uh, again, basically nothing like what he's doing with this Maryland team now. So there's promise here. But as he mentioned before, as he talked about Turgeon, the coach before him, it doesn't always work out in the Big Ten the same way it had before. And he's hoping that his style does work out here. I'm hoping Maryland basketball can be good again, too. It's always fun when they are. It's always fun to play. Win that home court advantage there is really, really rocking. But, I, I again, I, we have to see more from him himself to be able to lay claim to at least any of the substantial stuff that he said thus far. Again, I, I don't know if he'll be able to work or not, but as far as like the claims that he's making, it's stuff about down the road, about when he's got this stuff built up already, and he still needs to do the building. So... I'm excited to see the coaching style come to the Big Ten and see what he can do with it. Seton Hall last year was a good rebounding team, a good interior defensive team. Uh, it was a team that blocked a lot of shots. It was hard, again, to get inside and score on them. So that's something that could translate well to the Big Ten, of course, in the way that a lot of these teams in the conference play. So who knows? Maybe we'll see something promising for Maryland. Someone like maybe we saw some promise out of Ben Johnson in Minnesota's first year here in the next season. Maybe get some upsets and stuff like that. But again, that is just a quick little side on something you have to touch on here before we get to more tournament talk. Again, Michigan's on tonight. We'll have a recap of it tomorrow as well as a look at Purdue and everything here going into the weekend as we continue on Locked On Big Ten, giving it to you every single weekday, everything you need to know about the conference. Until tomorrow, I'm Nate Dickinson.